you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the damn friend zone. You came back for another week. How to get your not have a musty brain on. I said, welcome to the friend zone. That's right. Welcome to friend zone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Welcome to perfect. the friend zone. <laughs> I did it with you. Rainbow <laughs> Records from uh, Dream Girls. <laughs> Every man okay. has his own special dream. And your dreams. I know that everybody's tired of this, but you know what would make my dreams come true? What? If I had me a patty pie. Oh my God. I just I fucking oh want God. I want one of those pies, man. I want one so bad. And they I'm, say you're supposed to heat them up, but I've been seeing people just eating them out the ooh. damn box. So every YouTube video I saw was just They just eat them, right? But they the said that the instructions tell you to put it in the oven, like to bake it. If oh, I had wow. one, I would cut it in half and but I would But that's what microwave. they say. I ain't read the damn box yet. So I don't know. Yeah, because we're gonna have I some patty seen pie. Not one person. <laughs> no. <laughs> Even take the time to bake it. They've been so damn excited. They just go in and start eating it. The just videos devour have been it. So funny. That they dude have. definitely needs to get a commercial. He does. A check. James Wright Chanel, I believe, is his name. Oh, and he really? is hilarious. So funny. He can yep. sing. For he those could. of you who don't know what the hell we're talking about, which I don't know why the hell there would be someone who doesn't know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> right. But recently, a video went viral of a young man with a very uh, vibrant reaction to. <laughs> Uh, finding out, purchasing, and tasting a sweet potato pie that is a part of Patty LaBelle's line of food items, and is now affectionately referred to as a patty pie. And patty so, pie. did he coin yeah. the term? He coined the experience, the whole thing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, he he <laughs> so is entitled to funny. a piece. So, welcome to the friend zone again this week. Now that we've gotten our two minutes of. Uh, requ- uh, required bullshit out the way. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Friend Zone, your your favorite <laughs> podcast that focuses each week on mental health, mental hygiene, mental wellness, and all things mentally good. Because who in the hell wants? <laughs> Every week I'm gonna do the drum roll. A musty brain. <laughs> welcome to the Friend Zone, y'all. Hey. Week 14. Week 14. Can't believe it's Ooh, been that long. Week 14. That's seven twice right there. Seven twice, man. Seven twice. You know, seven's my number, so I always have to acknowledge it. Hey. 
That's <laughs> twice. <laughs> Ooh, so should we just go right into the topic? We should. I think so. After all this shit, they, the, the listeners looking at us like, yeah. Well, did you say, did you welcome them to the friend zone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to make me do it again. I'm it's on it this fa- week. It's my favorite mm-hmm. part when you do it multiple times because I always want to tell them to take a shot every time. Yeah. We should be like, a drinking take a shot game. of apple cider vinegar every time. No, I, that might not be healthy no. if it's too many shots in once. And no, I wouldn't play that game. Play that. So you have a hole in your goddamn stomach. You drink all that apple cider vinegar. <laughs> right. Hey, well, you won't be sick for Lord knows how long that's right why I just eat some Aztec clay afterwards <laughs> even <laughs> it right on that. even it right on up. <laughs> I have not approved any of these <laughs> yeah, these statements are not friend approved that, that, that's, that's our hellness tip <laughs> yeah. oh my God. you know what Spe- oh, you're actually speaking of hellness mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I feel like hell sometimes when I'm trapped in a in situations that I should say I don't want to use the wrong words here language is very important important words mean things. um words mean things shout out to crystals crystal. um, <laughs> yes you know I, by the way i wondered if it's crystal or crystals like if the s is part of the brand it's all I the same ask her thing about that. yeah anyway back to hellness um do you ever feel like you're being held hostage yes in oh, i'll let you finish <laughs> <laughs> i mean yes is the answer but um yes I, for me, I sometimes feel like I'm being held hostage, especially when mm-hmm. people give me ultimatums. And although this is not tied directly to uh, significant other relationships, and this can be applied to like you know family, friends, all that jazz, I find it very common, specifically in the relationships that I start to or begin to deal in, that people start to give me these like list of rules that I need to abide by for us to like be together or continue to be together. And I don't think that that's fair. Like what? Give us a scenario. Tell tell us. Uh, So the working example that I've been using, because this is not about me, (laughs) is Monice on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Don't deflect. Oh, I'm going to (laughs) deflect. Right? right. I know that this is about opening up and all of that. Backpedaling. But there are some, look, there are some backpedaling. You're talking like a Republican tonight. Backpedaling. Come on. Keep backpedaling. Look, hey. Let's uh, if I got to put on my my Trump hair and talk to y'all this way, then that's probably what I'm going to do because China. No, nah, I'm just playing. Um, Speaking of Donald Trump hair, Nene Leaks was on the View today, and Asante said, "Wait a minute." <laughs> Asante said that here. she sang, and we'll just leave it at that. So if you ahead. watch it, you know what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so. For Monice on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, Monice, by the way, is little is Fizz's baby mama. God um, damn, man. Yeah. It just gets the the, the 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 funnel of just shittiness. It just keeps going down. We oh. went from Donald Trump to Nene Leaks to Monice to Leaks. She is little Fizz's baby mama. Oh, I'm not done. She's oh. also dating Rich Dollars. Oh, my God. From Love and Hip Hop New York, oh. who is on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Yeah. So he... He's making like a cameo, or he's uh, like... he's part of the cast. Like he's in confessionals. So he... people can switch cities. Uh, apparently, this is like a new thing that they do with the franchises. Oh, I guess. Oh, nice. Like you know, on oh, I can't keep up with all the hood rats. Don't get me started lying. <laughs> anyway, Monice, who was dating Rich Dollars, mm-hmm. uh, basically presented him. You know, they're working to be together, and they want to move really fast. So she's just hitting him with like obstacle after obstacle, like you know. Uh, me and my mom have emotional baggage, so if you want to be with me, you got to sit down with my mama. So he sat down with the mom. She was real crazy, called him out his name. Uh, well, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> hold on, because you know you have to. You yeah. talking to us or Mona right. Scott Young? <laughs> <laughs> Who you want to hold on? Right. <laughs> right, let me let me think about that. Okay, one. you mm-hmm. gotta give me the cliff notes. So 
Monice and Rich Dollars are dating. Yep. Yes. And she wanted him to sit with her mom because she has problems with her mom. Yes. Yep. So what was he supposed to do? Well, they are Monice and her mother are rebuilding their relationship, Mm -hmm. and her mother said as in as a sign of good faith, I want to meet the man that you say that you want to be with. Okay, that makes sense. mm -mm. (laughs) Have they been together for like years? No, they probably. I I I don't know the dynamic of their relationship, but from what I've seen. It looks like they just started fucking like a couple months ago. It got really good, and they've been. It had been a it had been a matter of months because yeah. I remember when he first was introduced onto this franchise when Monice was giving the backstory. She was like, "We've been dating for such and such amount of months." I remember that, right. and she was saying how people were kind of um, turned off because they were saying that she was moving too fast with him, her mother included, and so Monice wanted him to sit down with her mother to appease that because they already had such a tumultuous relationship because of all this like awful history that they had together like her mother um there was issues like as far as the custody of her son and her mother like testifying or or Mm -hmm. or some or doing things to get monice to lose custody of her son like just i mean really like deep emotional wounds but there's a part of monice that still feels obligated to be a respectful child and kind of listen to what her mom says, although her mom has done these like heinous, horrible things to her. And I personally feel for Monice because I don't think that she's a bad person. I think that her mom is a bad person. And I think that um, she just doesn't know because it's unnatural almost for you to like go against your parents. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's hard for her. It's like she's conflicted to commit to the idea that her mom is a piece of shit. You know what I mean? And so it's one of those situations. And so I think that she wanted to have Rich sit down with her mom because she finally wanted her mom to take her seriously or feel like she was responsible enough to like sustain a relationship and a commitment. And so she wanted, it was like she was presenting herself to her mom for approval, right? Mm -hmm. And her mom like shot it completely down, you know, trashed her, talked about Rich's past, which is scandalous, but who is she? (laughs) Yeah, who is she? And so, um, and when Monice had a breakdown, that's exactly what she said. She was like, you never say you were proud of me. You never. And she wouldn't look at her mom. She was looking like this way. And her mom was over here. And she was letting all these emotions out and crying. And her mom was over here basically shaming her and shit. It was just wow. awful. Yeah. That's... So that's the Cliff Notes. Go ahead. And, and, and part of that, it's like it was an ultimatum given to her. Like, at, if I come back into your life, you have to let these people, you know, I have to sit down with these people or whatever. Like, no, there wasn't a point where no one said... We need to get what we got going on before you sit down with anybody that I'm going to date in the future or anything like that. Mind you, the power should have been in Monice's hands because she was the one who was wronged. Her mother did something to her, but her mother put these ultimatums on Monice. Like, but if you want me back in your life, then X, Y, Z. So it was just really, really bizarre, unfair. Yeah, it was really weird. And in turn, from mom being the type to give ultimatums, like that's the type of person that Monique seems to be. Like you know, like mother, like daughter, like whatever. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Well, whatever. It's just like always these trickle effects because like all that shit she's experiencing with her mom, like now is going into her relationship, and. I think that I'm some things like that are starting to resonate with me. Like this person that I am like kind of talking to, like we've been off and on for all this time. It's like in order for things to be at a different level than what they are, like I know realistically what I would have to do, right? 
not what they would have to do. I know what type of person that I would have to become, the things that I would have to change, work on for myself. But I just get hit with, this is what you need to do for me. So what? this person gave you an ultimatum. Um, it's it's almost <laughs> like a series of of these little small battles. Expectations. Yes, and I think that that is so like it's commonplace in many different ways that I see happen for many different people. But when you're hit with it in such a way where it's like, I don't even feel like this is a relationship anymore. Like, how do you combat that? Like, how do you even sit down, take apart everything that's going on and say to a person, I feel like you're trying to hold me hostage. Or I feel like what you want may be valid, but the way that you're going about getting it is the wrong way. Why wouldn't you say that just like right that. there? Yeah. Well, because sometimes that doesn't resonate with people. Like for you to just, if, even if I just say that's unfair, like what you're asking of me is very unfair and why? Um, it's almost like uh, you stabbing this person in the back. Like that's how, that's how they make that shit feel. And I've, I've seen people act like this before. Like on TV, that was like a small ass example. I was I was curious to see what would happen if Rich didn't do everything that Monique asked. Like, would she just up and leave or what? Well, that's because we live in a society of people who have a false sense of entitlement, right? There's so many people who, and then you ain't gonna, I ain't, you ain't gonna make me, and I ain't gonna change. You gonna do what I want? Right. Like, that's the generation that we live in, and it comes from watching fucking TV shows like what <laughs> we're just talking about right now. Right. Mm-hmm. We see these examples of people in media who have these. Audie, these hardy, rather arrogant, because I, I was about to say arrogant, so and hardy, so I said Audie. Look, we educated. That's why I just say whatever. like the I don't whip, give a like fuck. the car, Audie, Audie five thousand. Anyway, <laughs> Ooh, so by the way, when I make it, I want one. Yeah, they're nice with them, them rings and mm, four rings. I want the SUV one. It with just the looks sunroof. like luxury, like yes. the four rings across. So I like that. And then they call the four wheel drive ones the Quattro. Ain't that sexy? <laughs> yeah. So oh anyway, God, y'all, this is such boys. <laughs> but yeah, so so like, hey, hey, check. <laughs> Get in with a check, 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 check. That see how it just comes to me? Uh-oh. And I told everybody that the inspirational song was gonna be ratchet soon. And here we is, boy! <laughs> This week's inspirational song, Pause for the Cause. Mm. This week's inspirational song comes from none other than the incomparably incompetent Meek Mill. And yes, yeah, that's right. incompetent. Meek Mill. He said that right. Oh I, I was waiting for right. the lie, but that's And so, perfect. because even though he is truly a anal wart of a rapper and human being he still didn't make some damn good music and meek mill i don't really know his music i'm gonna put you on (laughs) meek mill has a but no videos because it's the visual that makes it hard but (laughs) yeah um just but the audio you can roll with it meek mill has a song called check i think that's pretty self-explanatory he the chorus is repetitive is a repetitive use of the word check and it's just a, a a motivation to have a newfound um uh, 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 plateau a newfound perspective on financial literacy. I believe it's a, a great tool in making it in, 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 in advancing yourself and being financially literate. So this week's inspirational song is Check by Meek Mill because we getting money like Jocelyn Hernandez. <laughs> now back to the regularly scheduled program. Um, I don't, I don't, I've never given someone an ultimatum. Have you ever been given one? Yes. Every relationship. <laughs> Every relationship. See, <laughs> I told you it's commonplace. Like, I feel like. But I think most people assume that women are the main ones. And maybe we are. Because, I mean, there's no way, real way of knowing. Right. There's no poll, you know, but no Twitter poll. God, that new feature. Oh, my so God. Annoying. Oh, my God. Anyway. So bad. <laughs> 
So, um, no, I've never given one just because I've never cared to. I'm, I like, you know, my relationships to be organic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I always say it's a lot of why I don't even um, <laughs> want to get married. You know, because I I want to wake up knowing that you're next to me because you want to be there, right. not because you're contractually Not because you signed that goddamn okay. paper. Right. Or because you were scared stressed. I'm going to take half when I leave. You know. That's but that's why I made you sign that other paper. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's always going to be, hey, friend, hey, ain't going to be no, hey, friend, hey. Okay, we ain't adding shit to the brand. It's, no, hey, friend, hey. And you didn't sign on the dotted line. <laughs> Go ahead. I, you know, I've never, I've never, um... I've never wanted to force anything. So right. I've always kind of been the type that I just go with the flow. And right. if it doesn't, if by the time my feelings get to a point where I'm feeling like it should be more and I sense that you haven't reached that, how could I force you? Right. That just means that it just wasn't the natural progression of so what it's not we were going to work. Be. So I usually just leave. Yep. And then, you know, sometimes it takes you to leave. Um, for them to get their shit them, together right for them to be like wait no like this what wait you know and then you you're mm. like well this wasn't really going anywhere i'm not gonna like waste my time it's or too yours. late so in a sense is leaving an ultimatum no, no. but threatening to leave is threatening right because mm. i'm not the type of chick that's like because if you don't do x y and z i'm out because most people that do all of that i don't even leave yes that's the weird part and i'm not much of a talker i'm much i'm more about the action so if if something doesn't feel right, I'm out. There's really nothing to talk about. What I do is that if me leaving creates some kind of change in the person where they realize, like, oh, shit, you know. You go back? I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because sometimes people just are, are scared. You know, people have their own shit. We've talked about this before. Right. Most people um, are afraid to tap in and invest in people nowadays. There's, like, a generation of a bunch of people that are – in love and scared of it and running from mm-hmm. it and wanting it. It's like, what's wrong with us, <laughs> right? Everyone wants it. Nobody wants it. It's the right. weirdest thing. So, <laughs> I think that um, for me, right, I just I just believe when I was in a, in a situation where I could have used a breakup as a threat or a weapon, I did not. Because if I ever said to, to the person that I was with, our relationship is over. I wanted those words to hold weight and be clear. I wanted right. the messaging to be clear. Right. That does not mean I'm mad at you. I don't like what you did. You embarrassed me. You hurt my feelings. Let's work it out and I'm going to be mad and have an attitude for a while. That's not what that means. Right. That means that this here ain't no more. Right. Like the end, our relationship is over. Right. And I always wanted those words to hold that power. So I never, ever even threatened a breakup. Back. I never threatened a breakup. I never even talked about that when I was in moments of anger because right. I wanted that to mean something. Right. But I think that, unfortunately, people, because, like I said, everybody has this false sense of entitlement, people actually really think somebody give a damn and that they're going to, like, do whatever they want to do if you threaten to break up. A lot of times we waiting on you to say that anyway. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, I mean, we just don't want to be the ones to break up, oh like God, or, or so in the communication. That, well, that sometimes, well, sometimes you can't get out of it, so you have to make them. Now break you I'm gonna up. tell you something else, oh though. God. I believe you can Lady always Jairus. get out of it. You can <laughs> always get out of it. I mean, yes. I'm so glad <laughs> that my thinking has evolved when it comes to this because now I and I know that I always get accused of being the straight shooter. You know, hard ass. But I'm not. I just believe in honesty and transparency. Right. I'm not going to tell you we go together. I'm not going to tell you I love you. I'm not going to tell you any of those things unless I mean them. I'm not going to spend extended amounts of time with you unless I want to. I'm not even going to deal with you unless I want to. I want 
I, I, I am much more intrigued by the authenticity of a moment, right? I don't ever want to feel forced, which is what you were talking about, Asante, mm-hmm. into doing something or being somewhere because it then becomes a burning, hot irritation for me, like like, like on Clue, like the lady said, <laughs> flames, heaving flames, flames on the sides Side of, of my, my face, face. heaving <laughs> hot breaths. <laughs> like that's how the irritation feels for me. I hate that. It's nothing worse. I didn't put people out of my house. Listen, things have happened, okay? Because <laughs> I, I have just decided that I am never, ever going to be in a situation that I don't want to be in, ever. With that comes a great responsibility then to make sure that I'm at my I'm my purest self in those moments and I'm giving, you know, 150% of myself to the situation or to the commitment I do that and go above and beyond to like be a good person in the relationship. So I have the option to leave if I want to. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like, no, I've done my part and this is not working. That's the end. And I feel like a lot of times instead of focusing on the pain of that and the sting of a breakup, sometimes you need to be grateful that the other person was honest enough with you to tell you that this was not working for them. That means they can't satisfy the commitment. They can't honor the commitment and do the things that, you kind of deserve to be in a relationship with them. They let you know they're incapable. Be thankful for that and move on because. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one thing to sit and discuss, you know, love languages or things like that you know because people love differently some people need affection some people need gifts some people need action like you helping like we love differently so that's one thing to sit and be like look i think you know there might be a a lack of something that's making me kind of feel not unwanted but you know you guys know what i mean where you guys can communicate on ways to strengthen the um, connection but it's another thing for you to tell me like I expect you like I had a friend who was with her uh, boyfriend for years and she really wanted him to propose so she basically told him if you don't propose within the next six months I'm leaving and I thought that was so crazy because I'm like girl what why would you want someone to marry you because you basically told him a threat you know like i don't want that i want a proposal that he was inspired by you know and gets down on his knees because he's like i'm so crazy about you i don't want you to go anywhere not because i told you i'm leaving (laughs) like i wouldn't even feel excited about that i have too much pride for that but i do my ego won't allow me to to have somebody around me in that capacity that don't really want to be there like i'd rather you just get the fuck on you know what i'm saying but that's the thing like sometimes and I'm not excusing anything or saying that this even resonates to my current situation. But sometimes there are situations where you try to leave and the other person won't let you. And, like, you kind of, you no, know, I deal with, you know, I deal with Spanish people. You know, <laughs> so, so. Watch that. I know. That's what I'm sitting here. My like, mom just perked up like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we well, love you, friends, mom. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> and and I can't wait for our seafood date. <laughs> like, we having it. But, like, you know, sometimes you can say to someone, I don't want to be with you, right? And what if that person says, no, this isn't over. Like you know, what? we're we. <laughs> so what happens? Y'all stay. They, y'all y'all keep dealing with each other. I mean, 
Yes and no. That like, means you didn't mean it. But like the the problem is if this person has like inserted themselves in your life. That means you like those crazy Latinos that cut well, your shirt up and see. I feel like we've gotten too like, far mm. into this, and like that actually fucks a lot of this up. <laughs> like because this isn't even about that, really. right? <laughs> so but to answer your, well, because, I just think you didn't mean it. Anytime a person tells somebody. We are over. I'm not even on that. I'm not even on that because it's not even about not meaning it to me because sometimes, you know, you just telling somebody you're over because you really want to get out of it. But this person is so, like, disconnected that they're like, no, this is not over. And so they're still around. And for me, I'm the type of person that, like, Mm-mm. I laugh about shit because in my mind it's like, how did you not, like, how are you not processing things that I'm saying to Why you? Why are they even, but no, because you have control over the whether or not you're around them. You have control. Ultimately, you have control over whether you communicate with them. I don't like if they have financial control over your life. You can go without that. Yeah. What do you mean? Like they don't leave. <clears throat> this sounds like a not terrible, about you. We talking about I know, but this, this hypothetical. It don't even sound like this. Just sounds crazy. Like I feel like <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like Vivica Fox when she called Fifty Cent a booty snatcher. Like I think <laughs> I don't think she meant to do it. I don't. I didn't mean to even get here because this ain't about. None of that. So I feel like I'm probably asking questions for someone's situation. I don't even know how to follow up because <laughs> I do. Because people do that all the time. And and so many people, this is going to connect with so many people that listen to it because it is a real emotion to, to not be ready to let go of something that you know damn well you should not even be dealing with. It's very hard to do that. So it's a lot of people who uh, who unfortunately do like how it's easy for me to to to, to not say that unless I mean it. It's a lot of people who get into a situation and just like in, in arguments, they lose control and just say things they don't mean for the effect at that moment to hurt the other person or to like wake them up and make them realize that they're serious about wanting them to change something, whatever. But they say things like that and then go back on their word. And unfortunately, that's what makes their situation continuous because they do that. The other person loses respect for their for their their say, for their opinion on things and for their their feelings in general. And they keep doing the same behavior over and over again. And that's why that happens. And if if that person would take the time to really think about it like that, like, well, damn, maybe I shouldn't say that unless I really mean it because that's why this person is still doing these things, then it may change like the dynamic of their relationship. So I think it's great you brought that up because it's a lot of people that need to hear that and can take the moment to really reflect and be like, well, damn, maybe I should really think about that when I'm in the heat of the moment, which is why I think that Fran's suggestion of journaling was great, right? Because it gives you an opportunity to to prepare your notes, essentially. Like when (laughs) you're mad about something and you journal it, you write it out. Then when you step into a a verbal, you know, a conversation with the person that you have this issue with, you've already expressed your feelings. And so you're able to control what you say in that moment. You're not operating off of anger or or being, you know, reactionary. Like you're you're actually a hothead. yeah, Yeah. You're actually give you're actually making sense and you're not saying things to retaliate or to get them back. Or because of what that person is saying, you can yeah, ignore things true. that they say. It creates like a like an observation, yeah, deck where yeah. you can kind of write what you feel, sit back, look at it, and be like, okay, I'm tripping, yeah, <laughs> or not, or maybe you're not, or tripping. maybe not, and then maybe you actually mean what you say when you're in that moment because you've taken the time to really prioritize things, process things, assess the situation. That's why that's the benefit and the beauty of journaling, which is why I was so happy you suggested that a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. because it's really necessary and the benefits are 
numerous. Absolutely. And it applies to this situation. So. And one thing I will say, being someone that's been on the other end of ultimatum, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the times it just were it was things that I wasn't ready to offer, Mm -hmm. wasn't Mm -hmm. equipped to offer. You know, there are relationships that I've been in that maybe now. You would have been all right. Yeah, if I would have met them at this point in my life, I probably could have given them what they wanted. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe I don't know. But at that point, it wasn't so much that I didn't want to, but I just wasn't there. And it's an odd feeling when someone kind of tries to pull things out of you that you weren't necessarily interested in giving them. (laughs) You know, and it it creates a weird, um, uh, what's the word? Vibe, energy, feeling. I can't even think of the word. It just. Yeah, it's like a friction where suddenly yeah. you just, it's like this weird pressure that just yeah. changes the dynamic. Right. And it's just like, okay, this doesn't even seem like it's about me anymore. This is about someone you created in your head and you're trying to see if I check off, I you know, like yeah, if and I check of off feels in like some that. ways. Yeah. Part of it, and it doesn't even feel like. Because if this is who I am. Right. And this is what I have to offer, then let's flow. And, you know, like, don't, don't box me into these expectations that you clearly made before I even got here. All it does <laughs> or, is build resentment. I, or that's even the word I was looking for. It builds resentment. It's a resentment that, yeah, and it totally changes the dynamic because there's so many people that have given me ultimatums and after that we were just like downhill. Yep. And it's like weird when it's, the ultimatums are about things that kind of, like it'd be one thing if you were saying to me, hey, like this is, I want this in a relationship or I, you know, this is what we've been doing. I kind of want more of this or something like that. Right. Yeah. But it's a whole nother thing when it's like, you're asking me to do something that's kind of like, we already do that. Or like, you know, why do you feel like you need to say to me something along the lines of, you know, if we going to hang out, you know, you need to see me, you know, right when you get off work. And it's like, what? Like, if I was going to see you right when I kind of forget about it, like, why do you feel like you have to say that? You know? Right. Like, it's just these little controlling things. And it's like, you're letting that control take over. And it's like, why? It starts to just come at these weird moments. And, and I think I start to laugh point. so hard. Like, at one of my defense mechanisms, and this is why I don't get into relationships, <laughs> I start to laugh. Like, it's laughable to me when people oh, feel no, like they can. Awful. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> terrible. But, like, I. I don't know. Like, I just start to wonder how I got here and why this is happening to me. And then not even like in a dramatic way, but it's like, this is crazy. And I start to laugh like a crazy person. But you're right about the control part. And I think that's probably the issue I've had with people telling me the checklist, because a lot of it is a control thing where it's like, I want to mold you to be this. You know, and you have to be this because I want to feel this way. And it's just like, whoa, we just talked about the person. We (laughs) just talked about religion last week and how the controlling element of it did not work for me. And I truly believe that my perspectives on dating and a lot of things in life in general are are rooted in that. I don't like anybody telling me what to do. Agreed. I know that there are times in life where I have to be respectful of authority and I'm cool with that. You know what I mean? There's certain rules that you have to follow. But in relationships, friendships, relationships, whatever ships, <laughs> don't try to tell me what to do. Right. Like at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that for me, 
I can't do it. Yeah, and I'm the con- out. And the control part really does to me. That's always a red flag mm. because yep. it's it's starts, it's only gonna get worse. It's only gonna get worse. Number one, I know that from experience. That's another episode. And <laughs> but it also it's it's like we said. It's like it's a void that the person's filling. They've already created you before you got there. So this relationship what has kind nothing is to that? do with you. And that to me, an ultimatum and all these things. That's what that tells me. It immediately tells me. Fran, this boy had a picture in his head already in this relationship. Which he does. Yeah. Which he absolutely does. You know, like, and, he this, has and he's a trying to see how, head. like, you know, if, you, if you're if you in or not. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, because that's not who I am in this checklist right now. So, actually, I just got inspired for the wellness segment. Look at that. Come on. <laughs> Look at that. Look, Look at, at that. Right? Let him use you, Fran. Right? So, I think it's important. I know you guys loving the beauty tips, but we got to keep it, you know, flip it based on on what the topics are. So I think it's actually really important to look up your love language. You know, I was Mm. actually it's interesting that we talked about this because I actually had a chart that I was looking at. This is so funny how the universe works. I was literally looking at this on the train (laughs) this week because I was fascinated (laughs) I found um, a chart on Tumblr. You know, Tumblr has all the best graphics in the world. But it was saying how (laughs) there are different love languages. And there's people who need um, words of affirmation. So they communicate through encouragement, appreciation, you know, listening to them actively. Um, So they need things like unexpected notes and Mm. uh, what is this text or cards or encouragement that's like genuine and really sweet things to avoid with people like that non-constructive criticism <laughs> not <laughs> you gotta baby them in other words <laughs> oh this is me i'm the baby <laughs> you're like this is me it's me <laughs> not recognizing or appreciating effort so mm. that's the people that need words of affirmation to feel love then there's people that need physical touch so that's nonverbal. Use body language, touch to emphasize love. Yes. So that's a lot of hugs and kisses, yes. holding hands, show physical affection, regularly make intimacy a priority. Not right. Why are you laughing? Because this, this is Dustin. Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin's talk, like, right. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me. Talk to me. <laughs> and things to avoid with people like this is physical neglect. Long stints without intimacy. And uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. Then there are people that enjoy receiving gifts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all that one i'm bilingual <laughs> oh me too <laughs> so the way to communicate with this type is thoughtfulness yes. make your make them a priority Wait, is it absolutely thoughtfulness spelled the right way yes oh, okay. not that <laughs> right t-h-o-t no. either way it was, either way it was me but go on right. <laughs> actions to take with someone that enjoys receiving gifts obviously give thoughtful gifts mm. and gestures small things matter in a big way express gratitude when receiving gifts and when giving them things to avoid, forgetting special occasions <laughs> and unenthusiastic gifts. <laughs> I, I take them too. That reminds me of a boy I was dating once mm-hmm. and he gave me a candle for my birthday. <laughs> and I just, I was like, what the you fuck know, I'm supposed to do with this? You know when you're just like, <laughs> and we burn. weren't like 13 or something where that's like understandable when yeah. you're little. It's like, okay, give me the shitty he gift just and I'll smile. He had just came home from vacation Bible school. Fred, where was he at? I, and he took me to a nice restaurant and it had the bag with the little like 
fluffy yeah. papers inside and then I oh, it's a candle. I a was candle. like, Did he make it? Thanks. No. <laughs> it's like Target. I don't for even your know. birthday. For my birthday. Well, how was he was he like on hard times? <laughs> <laughs> You left. <laughs> I try. I couldn't get it out. Was he on hard times, friend? No. <laughs> so he could have done so. better. And then, and it was like I didn't know. You know what you almost think is a prank. I yeah, was like, I, thought, I damn sure what I, I was like, like Ashton. <laughs> what else is in the bag? Where is Ashton? <laughs> I thought he did it on some like yeah, she's an acceptance and she's humble and she's a keeper. And then I was like, let me be humble and be like, oh, this is so thoughtful. And then uh, the bigger bag was gonna come, but it. Never came. I would accidentally drop that candle. Yeah, <laughs> how about how now, brown cow? Ain't shit else coming tonight. What the hell is it? He just candle? kept eating. And I, I would have like, accidentally oh, broke the candle. This is the like, gift. Oh damn! Did he at least pay for dinner, gone. friend? I, you, oh, you know what? No. Let me go to the next. Oh. So the next. What's his Twitter? What's his Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember we paid for He was really cheap. Damn, Anyways, he had to go. We need to do a show on cheap people. Okay. My so love language next... is mute. My love language is Helen Keller. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, to that. All right. <laughs> okay, so the fourth personality type or love language, yes. I should say, is quality time. This is actually me. This is cool. Yeah, uninterrupted, focused conversations, mm-hmm. one-on-one time is critical. Yes, it is. So you have to create special moments together, take walks, do small things with uh, your significant other, like weekend getaways and just yes. things that make them feel like it's just us tuning the world out. That's, That's totally right. me. That's I, right. love, I need that. Um, things to avoid with that type. Uh, distractions when spending time together, like your phone. I can make you put your phone down. Hey. Hey. You know, I hate when people... When you're at, like at a restaurant and the person's like you know looking through their phone, things like that. Really, I'm not a temperamental person, but that turns me it. off immediately. I've seen it. <laughs> right, like Yo Yo said, don't try off. to play me out. Right, okay. I, it turns me off immediately. Like if I'm talking to you, I shouldn't. Eat, I don't even put my phone on the table when I'm like on a date or a dinner with someone. I just think it's rude. And you could, you hate friend motherfucking. You know, hey. I have work. You to got do. things to do. Right, Twitter. So if you could put on. your phone down. Put your phone down. You know, I agree. I totally agree. Mm. And then the last one is acts of service. So use action phrases like, I'll help. You know, they want to know you're with them, partnered with them, and that it's a team Mm -hmm. effort. So that's how to communicate. Actions to take. Do chores together. Make them breakfast in bed. Go out of your way to help alleviate their day. I like that. Me too. I think that's me too. Mm. Things to avoid. Making the requests of others a higher priority lacking follow through <laughs> on, on tasks big and small so those mm-hmm. are just yep. five of I know that one. yeah so these are five love languages i think it's cool you should definitely google it there's like tons of books on amazon or just even just looking it up on google and just seeing the different charts try to have a better understanding of the type of love language that you resonate with and i think it's really helpful because that way you can communicate your needs better and even if you're not in a relationship, it's just cool to know because that way you might be, you might understand people better and the things that make them feel loved. Because a lot of times, you know, even reading this chart, it made me think back like, damn, I misunderstood this person. Yeah, you know, they, yeah, yeah. I thought because I love this way or this is how I felt love that that was just like a universal thing. But some people do like gifts. I don't care about gifts. Right. You know what I mean? Some I, I love one-on-one conversations. Some people are not into that. They rather text you. You know, so it's it's a cool way to kind of take the ease off of dating and just get to know people. It's also a really cool conversation piece, too, just to kind of sit 
if you are on a date or with whoever you're with and just be like, let's see if our love languages match, you know, mm-hmm. or how I can learn yours. No, nah, this is how you got to ask. This is how you got to ask, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> Here, Here we, we go. go. <laughs> so, y'all, so, y'all, <laughs> so y'all sitting there chilling and shit. You'd be like, yo, you know what I was thinking about the other day? I'd be like, what? You'd be like, no, I'm serious. I really want you to listen. Like, it's, Ooh, it's kind I of like corny. this. Yeah, you'd be like, it's kind of corny, but I don't, you know, I just, I just want to know what you think. Like, all right, so. I was reading, you know, I read different shit or whatever, and it's talking about love language. <laughs> you know, I read. You know I read. <laughs> yeah, so so you'd be like, do you do you know what a love language is? Mm. And then they'd be like, what? You'd be like, no, 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 I'm serious. Like, do you know what it is? Look at Dustin, I'm feeling the and way my heart beating off fast. Right. Look, so then they, <laughs> people gonna play this part back. Right. Yeah, they're gonna keep going. And so they 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 you know they ask you that, and then you tell them like it's it's how you communicate, like, but through the shit that you like, you know what I mean, mm. and like the things that normally you may feel like damn maybe I'm tripping or maybe I shouldn't want this but it's really okay for you to have them feelings check this out and then you show them the list <laughs> I like this guarantee you it's going down it's <laughs> meet me in the but I think it'll be helpful because now you know this will be a cool way for you guys to even get along better because I think it's a yeah, great idea you can find out what they like and then make it a priority and, and I'm gonna really tell cool. you this too, I, and it's relative to that. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people misunderstand that, like when you say your love language is gifts, right? And you like receiving gifts. It's not always about like the material oh, gain. Like right. that part is fun too. But there's right. something to be said for the thoughtfulness of someone knowing your taste, mm-hmm. knowing what you like and what makes you happy when you get it. Because everybody likes buying something that they've been wanting or whatever you like that gratifying experience and it could be it could be cute things like not a candle on your birthday no not not a candle please don't unless i'm gonna throw the wax in your damn face for giving (laughs) me the candle anyway no but it could be cute things like like the the dude i'm dating now right he knows that i stop it he's so cool (laughs) he knows that i like we've had conversations about growing up in the hood or whatever Mm -hmm. so i like we had a conversation one day about like all the hood candies we used to eat oh my god tell it friend tell it so one day i come home and there's a box of like boston baked beans oh my god oh my god like all the cherry head yes you know what i mean and it was like this like nostalgic awesome thing to come home to but that made me happy and it's nothing he probably spent a dollar but it was the thought but it was the fact that it crossed his mind he was listening when you were talking number one he was listening he remembered to be attentive to detail that always makes your partner no matter their love language it's gonna make them feel awesome yeah and that was simple two dollars you know and it made me happy or even the fact that i told him my favorite flower and one day i was somewhere and he showed up with it you know with a white orchid it was like an event i had he was outside didn't even have time to go to the event but he just waited outside and had the orchid and i was like what the you know like things like that the orchid is probably what ten dollars at whole foods or something so but it was just it was perfect and you you remember that and those are the things that that matter to me so yes even like dustin said for the gift giving it doesn't mean that you you know i love jordan's yeah (laughs) i love jordan's iphones and shit you know like just different stuff but for real though like jordan's really do make me happy and i and people can say that they can say that new slave shit all they want online for like hours to get your and listen I, <laughs> I have and. acquired shoes for uh, a significant other before, and that, when I tell you, is one of the top tier, like 
top five ways to get your significant other like back on track. Really? It's like giving someone a ring, I feel like. That's what <laughs> that shit looks it like. Really oh, like. It's generation. <laughs> For real. If somebody showed up to your house with like a pair of Jordans that they oh only my had God, like, like them, 35 them, them playoff, ever made. Them playoff 13s that look, I've been wanting for like look, two years. I didn't even finish. He already knew. He already knew what he wanted. <laughs> if somebody showed up at your house with those right now, somebody, like let's say y'all had been arguing for like a week and a half straight. Yeah. And they wrote you a, a nice apology of some sort with the Jordans. With, with the Jordans, they apologized to you and the Jordans. Yeah, can and, someone, and, and can they got someone a, get you back with Jordans? And they got a half size bigger because the thirteens run small. <laughs> oh my God! Like somebody's I, I'll be taking like, notes somebody, right now. Look, we need a PO box. Y'all so stupid. I do I'll be like, like, would, They could just send them the loudspeakers network. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I just like I, I would. They, I would just be like, "Damn, get your ass in here!" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd be like, "Get now your ass I in noted, here!" Well, noted. If you're listening, there you go. Yeah, the keys to the kingdom. But Basketball this, shorts. This might save you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this might save you guys from some ultimatum. <laughs> don't you like what nigga don't like? Like I, it makes me. And that store's going out of business. Uh, I, I've already stocked up at, okay. at three different locations. Okay. I've been hitting them up. What's it called? They ain't don't. giving us no check. Okay. <laughs> so it don't even matter. Never mind. I don't want nobody else taking my We'll text right you, friend. <laughs> but no, so I, that, we say all that to say that it's not always about material gain or, no. you know, mater- being materialistic. I'm one of those girls that doesn't, honestly, I've never cared for material things. Mm-hmm. They're nice. I've dated wealthy men that thought that they could give mm-hmm. me material things and keep a, a bond of some sort. doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. to me. You know, that's not... That's really not my way. My thing is conversations. I love uh, one-on-one. I love feeling like you carve time out of your day. I love yeah. you calling me and being like, hey, I was thinking about you. What are you doing? You know, or cre- or picnics. You know, the dude I'm mm-hmm. dating now is so That's awesome cute. with that. I love that. He'd be like, let's, you know, let's go get our books that we're reading and just read in the park. And I with love. a bottle of wine That's and awesome. fresh fruit. And we'll go and read. That's just awesome. read in the park. We did that all summer. And so to me, that is like what totally steals my heart. Like, I just love, and I love people that are creative. Don't just take me to a dinner and movies. Like, come up with something cool, you know, that like an exhibit that that you know I've wanted to see or anything. Let's go do laser tag or climb a mountain, you know, like fun stuff. Yeah. I like that. I'm an activity person. Yeah. I'm I'm just a presence person too, though. I love a good gift now. Don't get me wrong. But like, if you just show up and just be there, like there's nothing in the world that like makes me happier. Oh, sitting in underwear, talking about the universe. With you and one other person. Even like, (laughs) even like a late night car ride and you just like bumping some music and it's just you and the other person like listening to some good ass music and y'all both like loving it and y'all looking at each other saying the words Ooh, and shit yeah. oh my God. and love letters <laughs> I love that shit I love that people don't Ooh. do love letters anymore oh, well the good morning Remember and good night text letters? is a new love letter uh, yeah, I hate the text yeah. I hate the text I love some like handwritten something you know what I prefer video messages <laughs> like really yeah not those kind you you filthy bad <laughs> <Right>. buzzer <laughs> what I'm don't call about. me filthy buzzer <laughs> don't even paint me out to be this one on it I'm not, you talking, heard I'm not talking about those you green horn ass listen to his ass don't I'm make me out to be that way laugh and talk I'm like I like video messages what you say cause you know you do love you some video see but that's fascinating because I actually hate when do you oh my god when people are like send me a picture or video i get like hot like and not the good hot when they <laughs> when they when they right <laughs> not even the Woo! good hot 
but I so just friend, it gets, you don't it like for them to me. ask you for it or you no. don't like for them to send you it and i'm either. not talking about news no nope. either one just Maybe, like you just like to be there right like i like i've dated people that their communication was visual so they would send me there was one boy he would actually send me more vids and he would text so it would be vids of like what he was doing throughout the day, which yeah, ain't is nobody cute. Got time for all that. It's okay, but it just was also like okay. But then he expected me to do the same, but I was like, dude, I don't communicate. That's that this ultimatum way. shit. It mm. is, and then he would be like, yeah, but you know, if you know that this is like how I am, you know. But I never really then cared you need for to that. Stop. What I like is a random like say you like just whatever like when it's new and fresh, and you get that random video like just thinking of you, yeah, and they're laying in the bed. <laughs> like that's cool like, right no i'm no i'm just not gonna say anything because because <laughs> he wants to talk about the types of things that he likes i so like much. this oh you guys got me on mushy that's right i know we see sh- <laughs> yeah look we need to that was you know what that should just go on with the icebreaker too like what's the icebreaker things, things that we just like <laughs> with somebody right i that guess we did the, an icebreaker i mean we, we've already talked okay we right. should just talk about a couple other things that we like that when we we with somebody you guys can we bring love Love letters back. I have a box of all the old letters that men have sent me, and sometimes, very rarely, how big is this box? It's we, pretty big. Can, can we go through this box? As <laughs> you know a, what? I'm gonna bring it one day, uh, and it is so sweet. I would love though. That. It but, is yeah, so sweet because yeah. it's just like someone took. Do you remember receiving like three and four page letters? Not yes. since high school. Oh God! With the, even like, then, it was the shit. I mean, then yes, but and no one does that anymore. Nope. So now bring you just that back. get now you just get an Instagram comment right. from fifty two weeks ago. <laughs> okay, or a goddamn a, a emoji, <laughs> or an emoji, a row of likes at one time. You know what? I've actually dated someone once that was mad at me because he saw that I just wrote his name plainly in my contact. And I was oh like, what do you God. mean? He was like, I don't get no like emoji. And I was like, what? Really? Is that Trina got I'm a old? new song called Fuck Boy. You should listen to it. It's, it's and I shit. was wondering if that's because I was old or something. No, it's that because you're generation? normal. Why he mad about that? What kind that? of man going to ask you? Be mad at you he was, about he, his I name tell, not being saved with pictures. I could tell that in he your was damn like phone. colorful, you know, drawing. <laughs> no hearts. No, fl- no, no. Um, what's it called? No flair. <laughs> right. No flair. You know, no flair next to no, him. He name. took that as a no form of me here. not liking him as much, and I was fascinated. I was like, "Yo, this is some generational ass shit." Because I would, ne- I don't save people's names with emojis. Twitter fingers. <laughs> you know, trigger no fingers turn to Twitter fingers. That's, but this that, is no interesting flair. though, because these are the things that people look for to be happy in relationships so you have to be mindful because that threw see me that off. kind of shit like, right I was there. like wow i never i didn't think that mattered yep. you know that'll make me hit the hit the quan <laughs> right on up the door like i'm gone man i'm out so Ooh. that was the ice maker and wellness <laughs> okay and we, just, we just gonna stop wasting y'all's time <laughs> but i do like jordans though <laughs> <laughs> and please get dustin some jordans i really do like jordans you can write me a letter a you can <laughs> write fran a letter yeah Right. For me, you could just show up with something fancy in your hands. And don't tell him what to do because he don't like your, that shit. I, and I don't. I will laugh if you tell me what to do. <laughs> you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> that's awful. I that laugh at someone that's man, opening their heart to Because you. you know what? It seems so like, this is going to sound so terrible, but it seems so sincere when like you're being asked of something that just seems ridiculous like it's like why are you asking me this okay give me an example i can't there's of something that would be utterly ridiculous for someone to ask you and i don't mean for them asking you to like 
you know, put no, a rooster like, under your arm. I mean, like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, like okay. nothing ridiculous. But okay, I just, can you I have? Yeah. Can you? Can I have a, a monthly Metro card? Like, maybe that would be. As, like, if you asked me that randomly, I would laugh in your face. Like, they wanted you to buy them a Metro card. I mean, no, they they didn't. I'm just saying that that's right. something that would probably. Well, no, no but if give it was an my example of so- no, you gotta. I can't, listen, I can't do that right. You don't I don't. Have to say I don't who. work. I don't work well with those. Just one example of right. something. Right. I just want to know you, like I'm what curious. type of thing. I can't, I can't even think without. Because it might be something that to you is like laughable, and to us, it's like, well, I would have asked you that. Yeah. Oh no, for sure. Like yeah. these are definitely like normal things that are being oh, asked. Oh, so you're just a Sometimes they're being asked like out of context and it's like I've done that before. Like I I do that all the time. Like like the example was when you get off work, I'm supposed to see you. Like I normally call you right when I get off work anyway. So why are you asking me that? Like that makes me laugh. Furthermore, don't take the fun out of it. Like, right. Once you start now, I don't want to do it because you're telling me, like, it has to happen. We like, got a court just... order in this motherfucker. Well, we got <laughs> That's kids. What I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's your weekend, my weekend. What the fuck is like, this? Like, now you're like... putting me on this. And, and plus, I work in a restaurant. Like, I'm yeah. doing my own business. Like, I have too much going on for you to just demand of me something that I People probably don't do anyway. Kill relationships with yeah. that, man. And, and how this, about this? We're not even in no. a relationship. <laughs> like, we're not even in a relationship. Yeah, that too. Like, it's literally like a. No. Hit the quad. Right. Hit the you like, need to see me after you get off work. No, I don't. I don't need no, to. No, I don't. It's been great seeing you after work. <laughs> that's, so. that's what you tell No, I don't. And you know I don't. That's when you hit them I with d- the thanks for asking. Right. <laughs> now, yeah. now, do you want to hang out Wednesday? No Is that what you're saying? You saying you want to chill Wednesday night right. after I get off? But like Let's I talk said, about that. If he shows up with a nice gift, though, which happens at times. So Look it's at, like. Then you know you, they're taking notes. They're like, ah. Oh, well, hmm. they're probably not listening. Oh. And they do, not, and you know what? We have such great communication that like we're in a situation where they do know that I am dating other people. Like we're not like together. Wow. Okay. Big love. They may not be okay with that, <laughs> Big love. but we still moving forward. Okay. <laughs> this is very adult. It is. It, it absolutely. This will actually is. be a good show topic. We should put a pin in this. Yes, about we dating should. Multiple yes, we should. People, yes, y'all should. Y'all yes, absolutely should. should. Let's put a pin in that. Y'all totally Boom. should have a show about that. So that I will speaking not be of. For. Put- <laughs> I knew you were going to do what you're about to do right <laughs> no. now. No. Speaking of putting a pin in it. It's time. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> we need like a sound here. Yes. That would be a good sound to transition into the letters. Drums and a gong. Drums and cymbals. <laughs> a gong. Can, can it just be like cash going real fast? Like the cash went up or something oh. like that? No, I don't know. The scandal noise. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I have the icebreaker ready too. I'm gonna save it for another week, so just know that you have it. By the way, as per every week, if you're listening and you want us to answer some questions or do icebreakers or you have suggestions, where they go? Hit us up at the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. Dustin, One more time, spell it out for him, Dustin. That's T H E F I I E N D Z O N E at L O U D S P E A K E I S N E T W O I K dot C O M. That's where you go and give it to them. <laughs> Let us know what you ask in. Yeah. And we will be answering. By the way, hey. you don't have to give uh, fake names because. We're going to make them fake anyway, baby. We're going to make them fake. Well, we're not even going to say them and your we real names. We don't even say names. Yeah. We don't say names and your real name pops up. It's funny because like, I have all these emails. It's like, this is a fake name and I see your real name. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> But I'm not judging. I'm just letting You're y'all like, know you okay, don't have to do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Kia Williams. Uh, okay. Shout out to I Kia. know. Uh. Yes, I know. Okay, uh. no. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> y'all are so silly. Okay. They just be dying laughing. <laughs> 
Ooh, ooh, I didn't do this on purpose. I just, because I, I couldn't find the time. <laughs> listen, so listen, here go the first question, right? I'm writing to you because I need to hear some trusted outside advice. <laughs> Lord. My boyfriend of three years recently decided that he wanted to end our relationship. This came to me as a surprise. I knew we weren't in a great place, but I just thought we hit a rough patch after a couple years, like most couples do. I always thought that when you love someone, you do what you can to try to work out any issues before you call it quits. I expressed to him that I wanted to work things out instead of ending them, and he expressed to me that he was no longer in love with me and hasn't been for months. I asked him why he hadn't talked to me, and he said he felt he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have to. I should just know from his behavior. I've been part of his kids' lives and very involved with his family as well as living together with him during the relationship. I feel like my heart has been ripped from my chest. I not only loved him romantically, but he was like my best friend. What do I need to do to try to get through this? I will use whatever crystals, herbs, and prayers (laughs) for my chakras because right now all I feel is blue. Sincerely broken heart. last line. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, baby, but you know what? You got to keep it moving. You have to. Like, he's already told you that he... The, the the part that deserves the most of your attention is the fact that he told you he is no longer in love with you and he has not been for months. For months, yeah. And so you need to just listen to that. I know that you have all these other connections to his family and you've been involved with his kids and there's a way for you to continue that love and, you know, you know, adoration from afar, but you have to start detaching from all those relationships. Him, his family, his kids... Just start cutting your losses and begin the process of separating your lives financially. Everything you guys have together, just start separating it because it's not coming back. And you guys will never have the type of relationship or love that you had before, even if you have this newfound, you know, connection, you know, after the breakup where you can be friends. It'll never be like it was before he said that to you. Never. never. Yep. So you have to accept that now. Yeah. And that once you accept that and forgive yourself for the mistakes that you feel like you made and forgive him for hurting your feelings and for the things that he's done that were inappropriate. It was wrong of him to feel it was wrong. And it was also um, very weak of him to tell you that you should have known because of his behavior. No, he should have communicated it to you months ago like like he did just now. But Mm -hmm. we can't go backwards. Right. You know what you need to know now. So just accept it especially since he said you know or especially since you said you feel like that was your best friend like if they felt that way they would have you know told you how they were feeling so if they didn't tell you that just goes to show you right there that this may not be what you thought thought it was was. yeah yeah (sighs) breakups they never they're never easy they're never easy there's there's really no advice for getting over getting through a breakup we all handle pain differently mm-hmm. you know it, it uh you're gonna have those triggers and yeah things that and I, I know I, I mean obviously i can only speak for myself i've had some awful awful devastating breakups the hardest one's probably my six-year relationship um but honestly the the only advice i can give is to uh, is to accept the first step is accepting like dustin said accept that this is what he said don't try to repair it um, I only say that because I have been in situations where things were said that were awful or things were done that were awful and then we got back together and then the whole relationship was us just slamming each other emotionally and jabbing each other and being like, well, because you said, you know, and it was just like, okay, why are we 
why are we still here if it's just to like remind because each other? they told you no i'm just <laughs> <laughs> and you're still there as a daily reminder to each other of how much this isn't working and what's the point of that kind of relationship most people are in that kind of relationship instead of one that you're building something fresh and new and exciting you know and you guys are just beating each other up emotionally verbally i've been in a lot of those relationships and the only thing i can say for breaking up is the first step is accepting. The second step is allowing the sadness. I allowed it. I told myself I'm going through a breakup period right now. And I totally welcome the sadness because I think when you resist things is when it becomes more of an issue and mm-hmm. harder to deal with. But as soon as you just accept, fuck, this is just the chapter I'm in right now. Yeah. I am getting over a breakup. This is going to suck. It hurts. Cry. Slide down that freaking shower play those songs music is really therapeutic music always gets me through my breakups you know lay in your bed with the lights out (laughs) in the dark right don't go out go out whatever it is that is gonna just make you feel okay but it's just go through it you know just go through it and allow yourself um allow yourself that time period to be sad and and there's gonna come a day where you get over it and that's the funny thing about breakups they always feel so life ending life altering and it always feels like the end of the world and then you forget that there is going to come a day where you're going to be okay right so you just have to you know be accepting of that chapter and then the day will come and you'll be okay and everything will be fine you know and a lot of my breakups like i've said on previous shows um, were awful and then the next relationship I was actually prepared and even more loving and more compassionate because the breakups really do transform you I've actually learned more about myself through breakups I have yeah. to right I yeah. have to and the Absolutely. funny thing is the harder the breakup the even more you learn yeah. about yourself as a person what you're made of yes. that shit rips you up oh for sure and you really start seeing who you are you start gaining a better understanding of the kind of love that you need, the kind of love you don't need, you know, and all it does is really prepare you to be open for the next person in a way that you probably wouldn't have if this hadn't happened. Absolutely. So as awful as it feels in the moment, and I know you're going through it, I, I hate breakups. It's yeah, like the worst. Terrible. We can do a whole show on that. And we will. Right. We will. You know, but I just, you know, you're going to get through it. And this might not be the last one. You know, that's the reality. This might not be the last breakup. And you know what? Like it's like you said, you're gonna go through something that's gonna feel hard. Like it's supposed to feel hard. I yeah. feel like every like time you go through, every time you go through something, yeah, every time you go through something that's gonna change your life or transform you, it's supposed to be so hard, and you not you feel like you can't make it. But the thing is, you make it out of all of these battles, right? Like, and sometimes you forget that you went through that battle. Right. I can think of some breakups that I went through that were like terrible, <laughs> and maybe they weren't even that terrible, or maybe they were. But now I've been through it. Like I've I'm regular as I can fucking be. Right. I'm great. I have other shit that I have to worry about and can worry about and not yeah. stressed out about that past experience. And from that, you know, sometimes we take hurts and hurt into the new place. But then there are other situations where we have all of that light that we gain from that past thing that we can give to that new place. So don't think of this relationship as the end. Like, yes, it feels like the end because you tied your world to this other person's, but you're just getting back to your world and you're rebuilding that so you can join again with someone else later. And it is the end, but it's the end of who you used to be, which is actually a great mm. thing. Yep. You know yes. what I mean? This is a rebirth. This is a new Phoenix. you. Phoenix. This is a new understanding. This is a new, right. This is a new 
level of you and that's a beautiful thing so the breakup feels awful right now but trust and believe that it happened for a reason and it's just going to take you to the next evolution of you so appreciate it embrace it and on a petty note (laughs) (laughs) on a petty note all the things that drove you crazy about that person all the shit that got on your nerves the way he chewed his gum the way his socks looked when he would be laying in the bed and half of it hanging off his damn foot when he would fart in his sleep all the things that <laughs> the you he hated. Would push you and you'd be sleeping mm-hmm. at the edge of the bed. Mm-hmm. He didn't squeeze the toothpaste right. His old lion ass mama. All of, all of that. All <laughs> those things that you couldn't say. His nosy ass sister. All <laughs> all those things you no longer have to deal with. So you get up and you 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 and the, hit the you know what, And you know what's the best part of being single? Mm-hmm. You can sleep Not at being peace with somebody. that nobody's cheating on <laughs> there, you. There you go right there. You better get you right that there. peaceful sleep, girl. That, sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep. <laughs> Sleep in heavenly peace. Get you that good sleep. It's gonna get greater later. And you know what? Being single is fantastic. I feel like people don't. (laughs) I feel like people don't appreciate it as much. Why do we fight for these relationships? I don't know. It's so fun. And you know what? That's what kills me when I watch these people on TV sometimes fighting over somebody else. It's like, are you serious? You could just let him go and be awesome on your own. The joy of waking (laughs) up and not having to text anyone sometimes oh. it's like a relief when they got somebody else is like well I, now i can just walk away <laughs> and not to worry about this but <laughs> well, we hope we made you feel a little bit better yes, yes. You'll, be, you'll be okay you'll i be got great. over a awful disastrous uh breakup that actually i can truly say turned me into hey fran hey yeah so it's a beautiful thing yes it is and if that <laughs> ain't a testimony then i don't know what to tell you <laughs> <laughs> all right so I think we only have time for one more letter, actually, or possibly two. We'll see how this next one goes. I've recently started listening to your podcast, and I've literally listened to all of. I've literally listened to all of them in two days. Thank you. Wow! Thank you. <laughs> thank That's you real much. love. Thank right you. There. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. My question <laughs> is about having no one to talk to. I'm currently in my final year at university. I'm from London, LOL, and I'm struggling in every aspect of life. Financially, my school workload, applying for graduate jobs, and I'm away from my family and friends, so I'm really homesick and it's starting to have negative effects on my mental and physical health. Mm. I feel like I'm the go-to guy for everyone in my life, but I really have no one to talk to or no one is there to support me when I need them. I know they all love me, but I feel like they don't take my problems seriously because I'm so level-headed and they don't support me when I just need someone around. So my question is, how can I learn to rely on myself and make myself feel better when I'm low? And am I to blame because I'm always there for everyone else? No, because that's who you are. That's your heart condition. You're a person who cares about the well-being of people that you're close to, and you want people that you care about to be happy, so don't ever feel bad about that. Um, rely on the on your strength and knowing that, that you have helped all these Just take people where they are. You know that you've helped these people. You know that they are incapable of provide, of, of reciprocating that, right? They can't give you back what they what you've given them. Know that, accept that about them, and don't rely on them for anything. Take ownership of the fact that you're in control of your life. You're in control of the way that you feel. You're in control of the way that other people and situations impact you. You're in control of that. Decide to stop taking the shit, period. Just decide that you're no longer going to be burdened by other people's inability to do what you need. Just find it, source it otherwise take up something that occupies your time so you don't even have the time literal time to think about any of that try that you know you're in school 
focus on your studies. You said that your grades, did they say that their grades have like falling off? Yeah, financially, the workload, applying for grad school. Well, just all those other things that are deserving of your attention. Start, make you a list and just start checking things off and fixing all those other areas of your life. And you won't even give a damn about those people. You'll start calling them those people. Oh, those, I ain't thinking about those people. <laughs> those people. I'm so sick of those people. <laughs> you know, they going through something again over there. They always need your damn help. Start being judgmental. They always need your help. And just start looking at them like, you know, they always need something over there. And fix what's <laughs> going on in your house. Those people, you know, they need something again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, do that. I mean, yeah, there is something to be said about. Um, on a petty note. <laughs> <laughs> there is something to be said about, you know, you letting everybody else their stuff kind of outweigh what you have going on. And this is something that I'm working on myself. Like sometimes I feel like because I take on so much with everybody else, I forget about what I have going on. And when I finally do realize it, I'm thinking that everybody else should think about my shit the way that I'm thinking about because I've spent so much time on their shit. Mm -hmm. That's not fair because what needs to happen is that you need to really focus on what it is that you're doing and what you need to get done. And for yourself, for, for yourself, and you need to get that done as best as you can. Right. And when people need you, you know, just tell them, hey, you know, I'm always there for you. I love being there for you. But right now I need to really work on what I have going on. That's right. And then I think from there on, they'll start to be like, oh, you know, like I, this person does have a life, you know. And maybe from then on, it'll encourage them to possibly, you know, potentially ask about you. But I think that once you start to walk in yourself and really think about what it is that you're doing and remembering to keep doing that, you kind of just want to do what you're doing and help people, but you don't want to offend them. And I don't think anybody will be offended if they know that you're trying to get what you're going, you know, get what you're doing done. Like, I think they'll be supportive in that aspect. And if they aren't supportive, then hey, you still have to get it done. Yeah, <laughs> you know, she was also saying that she's lonely, right? Yep. And she just feel like she doesn't have yeah, anyone. Like, yeah. They're far away from their family. And right. Stuff. Um, that's a tough one because I know loneliness, loneliness up at school is is tough, you know, because you you are like by yourself. I remember being, you know, I went to to college in Ohio, which was such a shock for me, like <laughs> to come from Harlem and then just be in the middle of nowhere where there's like raccoons and shit. I was mm. like, what is this? So that was hard on me. I was definitely homesick like crazy. Um, but. You know, one thing I would suggest is look into your, like, whatever your interests are. You know, college is, like, they have groups, groups. and stuff. Yes. Yeah, and they have, There's like, clubs. And I would say whatever your interests are, just for the sake of your social life, because you do, you should find a balance. You know, you're young. You should be having fun. It shouldn't be all work, no play, you know. So try to find that. You know, the social groups, I think it's a matter of just putting yourself out there. I remember being in college and, and being, like, how am I going to meet people, you know, right. like being from the city, <coughs> play sports. Um, that's the beauty of college. There's yeah. just so many little little clubs and cliques. And Absolutely. Groups. And you know what? You said you're in your final year, too. Like, this is when things probably get <laughs> the hardest. Like, Oh, wow. You're in your final yeah, year? Wow. Fi I didn't even talk yeah, to people in my final year. I'm currently in my final year at university. <laughs> I was so tired of college. <laughs> I was working. I was so, my workload was insane. I actually yeah. moved off campus. Look, I'm currently in my final year at university. Because I had too much going on. I couldn't be in the dorm. You yeah. know, it was childish at Amongst that point. all that bullshit, throwing, tr throwing garbage out the windows you know, and shit. You know, it was childish for me at that point. So I think, 
you know, you should see what the real issue is that's making your grades slip and you feel so. Maybe are you nervous about graduating I, and, I, I and what life is going to be like? Because it could just be an anxiety. Yeah. Like post college nerves, which is a real a real thing. You know, mm-hmm. the job market sucks. And are you moving back home or not? You know, how long are you going to stay there? There's a lot of fears. So look into what it is that's giving you the anxiety that's making everything around you feel so stressful. Because if you're in your last year, you already pulled off all these years of college. Mm-hmm. So what is it now that's making it so hard, you know? And I think that's the the big thing. Like between Dustin's suggestion about, you know, making a list and just checking that shit off and you just going to see other people like you should be Gucci right there because yeah. you're going to have all these people in these different programs that are probably have some similar shit going on. Or if you just sit down and write everything out, you may be like, you know what? I think I can work this out. I just really need to like, you know, map it out now as yeah. opposed to just being jumbled for however many months and then be like, Oh, I hope I'm going to graduate. So yeah. I think you're, you're, you're at your journal. last year. You're right there. <laughs> right. You're right there. And if you don't the feel like your friends, away. if you don't feel like your friends are supporting you, it really just sit back and think about your friends. Like, They've been here this long in your life. Y'all have had good times, hopefully. Like, do you really feel like they're leaving you out there? Yeah, it could just be that you're so stressed and not everything feels. Because that happens to us, too. Oh, absolutely. You start picking it up. When that anxiety hits you. Yeah, everyone becomes annoying. Yeah. Because no one can fulfill that feeling that you have of, like, nothing's working. And it's not even that they're annoying. It's like you said. It's like just trying to get everything to work. So it's like you have to fit all these different pieces along with your shit. You don't need no more. You don't. Right. So. Yeah, you'll be good. We all go through this. I didn't finish. I was just a filler friend for people that were in school. (laughs) So, like, I'm a good, like, supportive of other people that are on their educational journey. Like, go to school. Yeah, Yeah. girl, knock out that last year. Just focus on the work. Get that degree for us. We got time for one more question. All right. My name is Naya, and I'm from Baltimore. This show has definitely been cleaning my musty brain. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Like Asante, when I feel a type of way in an argument or discussion, I will shut down. Join the club. (laughs) I do this to my friends as well as my family. I'm working hard to fix this, I promise. Recently, I had an issue at work where my character and my work ethics were being questioned, and I basically was being attacked by three people higher up, one of whom I don't even work close with. After going on and on and trying to defend myself and feeling feeling like I was not being heard, I just said, okay, which basically means (laughs) I'm over this shit. And I shut down and shut out the rest of this meeting. After leaving, I felt like I left feeling defeated and totally disconnected from my work and the people that I have to work with. When I come into work now, it just seems like, ugh, why am I even here? And a sense of anxiety comes over me that the moment I swipe my badge to start my day. I have no issues with the work itself, and I do need a job to pay the bills. How do I learn to curve the shutdown? What are some ways you guys can suggest to decompress the anxiety in the workplace? Well, I work in a restaurant and it's stressful as hell. <laughs> and, uh, you know, luckily in New York City, you in a restaurant, people kind of talk to each other any kind of way to get shit done. But I still don't like to be crazy at work because, you know, we still have a job to do. So just some things that I do, I try to really uh, talk to people. Like I try to really sit down and say, you know, what's the issue? Like, you know, we all have to be here. We have to work. You know, how can we get past this? How can we be cool? Are we treating each other this way because we have the same goal in mind or we just have different goals, right? And once you kind of can come to the understanding of what it is, like, you know, if you're in a position where maybe people of power just want to put somebody else in power or just something else, I feel like 
these things might not be related to you directly. It's just part of the job and um, work kind of just sucks. Like, I feel like <laughs> a lot of people go through this where sometimes work can just suck. But there have to be ways for you to you as your own person to take accountability and responsibility to kind of sit and solve shit with other people. And that sucks because, you know, it's like I didn't come here to deal with your <clears throat> bullshit. Why do I have to be the one? But at the same time. You know, it's your livelihood. When you swipe in, you don't want to be thinking, oh, fuck, I got to go battle 10 bitches, you know, to start my day. <laughs> right. So you want to, like, if I feel like that when I have to go to work and I see two of those 10 bitches I'm going to have to battle, I normally pull them to the side before we start the shift or, you know, I try to test the water and the room temperature to see how we can work together. Like, you know, what's going on? How are you today? And if they're being normal, then we're going to have a normal day. If not, we can just be like, so look, you know, about the other night, this is what's going on with, you know, you and I. Can we just squash it somehow or what's up? And nine times out of ten, we squash it. But um, that's just how it is for me in a restaurant. I'm not entirely sure how it could work for you in an office. Um, because when I worked in an office, I just didn't like to talk to anybody ever. <laughs> See, I was when I was younger, my, uh, I always thought of the office setting like, oh, it has to be family. And I would, like, hang out with them. we go to the bar after mm. work, happy hour sometimes go to each other's baby showers and then but what happens is that creates way too much comfort Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then lines start getting crossed people start talking to you every which way so the older I got I started to view my job as just that (laughs) and the less interaction I had and I'm in no way saying that you should do that but I just very much so was just clocking in and clocking out. And I was cordial and cool, but I made sure that my real life was the only thing that could shift my mood or not if I decided. But my job was never going to have that power. So I always kept, you know, a sort of distance. Not like to be the bitch in the office. But, no, no. But, you know, just keep it moving. Absolutely. And just, you That's know, That's better you for go, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and I also found it to be extremely productive. Because when I was friendlier, I was, like, in everybody's office. You know, mm-hmm. you, like, uh, messaging each other on Outlook mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, email mm-hmm. all day. So that's just what worked for me. But the way that we were talking about the love languages. Is this still recording? Yeah. Oh, the way that we were talking about the love languages and how you communicate with your partner about the things that work and don't work, you know, so that you guys can find a middle ground. I would think the same thing for your job, you know, your your job situation, especially if you do foresee this being a place that you're going to be at long term. Sit with your coworkers, sit with your boss, talk to mm, maybe it's harder with the boss because <laughs> bosses really don't give a shit. But your coworkers at least yeah. sit with them and be like and be honest. Honestly, honesty will always work in Every your favor. It time. never fails. I would be the one to be like, listen, y'all, when I get spoken to like this, I react with a shutdown. So, you know, that's just how I am. So if you like this, I'm not saying it trying to tell you like, oh, don't talk to me like that. But I'm just being honest. If you talk to me this way, I'm not going to be able to communicate in a way that's going to be conducive to us ever solving anything. So, you know, let's just I'm just putting that out there because this is what happened last time. Just put it out there the same way that you, you know, uh, sent us the email explaining how I made you feel. Share those sentiments with people. And if they care to fix it, then they will. And, and on a petty note. <laughs> well, before we get to the petty note then, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like there's a, a good theme of like journaling and note taking that needs to, you know, there's something that needs to be said about that. Because yes. if you, you know, your que- if your work ethics are being questioned from people higher up, you know, you still have an obligation to uh, 
to express what you meant because you you know you don't want to be leave people with that bad taste in your mouth that you're doing something wrong at work or you're not capable of doing something so make some notes you know backing up what you were trying to say or you know make some points for when you do need to talk so in the event that you do shut down you do have something in front of you to kind of help as a guideline or something carefully that's mapped out that's to keep you level-headed. Really, yeah, yeah. And, and so you get, get those bullet points out yeah. and that way you can you can communicate better, you know, and tell them that too. Sometimes it might take me a while to get back to you guys, you know, because that's just how I communicate. And also make sure you're also being accountable too. Like, did you just feel stressed because you got checked for shit that you know is true? You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe yeah. your work, you have been slipping. Like, right. And maybe that's what made you shut down because you didn't enjoy being confronted by people kind of putting you out there. So uh, the best thing I'd say is don't give a reason, don't give people a reason to check you. Yeah. You know? And if they are checking you just because they are or whatever their beef is, then I would suggest what Asante said. But Get on a those petty bulleted- note. <laughs> right. And then and Dustin will take you to petty land. <laughs> <laughs> now arriving <laughs> on a petty note every time somebody say something you don't like if you have a problem with shutting down you give them that okay bitch head nod and then throw some of their shit out in the refrigerator in the kitchen <laughs> <laughs> every time somebody in the office piss you out throw their damn food away or, play, or replace it with like, an expired yeah something. or pour or pour, pour like hot sauce or all come over to the shit. office with a patty pie and don't share yeah don't share per- <laughs> like, okay, see, like leave one. it out in the open too like uh uh-uh. uh that's but see, right. that's a good one, though. All the other ones go back to your work ethics, which we got to be mindful of. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, on a, on a petty note, start throwing they shit out because the refrigerator nasty anyway. That old <laughs> ass bacon soda. How you throw some yeah. lunch out? Throw it out and make, <laughs> them, and make them figure it out. Justin. That's how you, you get them back. You my lunch out, we fight. <laughs> okay, see? Do we have any church see? announcements? I mean, <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> but I always go last. You guys got to go back. I don't have any church announcements. I'm leaving to Africa on Saturday. Woo! I'm gonna miss you, Maki Dada. <laughs> <laughs> I will be in Can Ghana and Togo for the next, you know, week and a half, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited. Do you need somebody to house it? Right? No. <laughs> my mom said the same thing. Can me? Oh my god! And you, if, and you said the same thing, <gasps> didn't oh you, friend? Right? No. no. <laughs> oh my god! What if me, your mom, and Dustin had like a like Fran off at your house or something, like just to keep sending you? Y'all have my mom high watching Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> Wait, would your mom get? My home? mom be like, "Cause Moniece," <laughs> and, and I'm be like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah." Look, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you no, see? For see? those of you we who watch YouTube, I'll be in Ghana and Togo with Shameless. Maya and Julesy from YouTube. We're gonna mm. do some charity work, and we'll make sure and do some cool vlogs and post them soon. So yes. I'll be if you follow me on Snapchat. It's just Hey Friend Hey. Of course, I'm gonna be Snapchatting my experience. Yeah. So that'll be fun. I'll be there all next week. So follow me on Snapchat so you can go to Ghana and Togo with me. That is yes. amazing, friend. Have <laughs> yeah. fun. I'm excited. I can't wait. Right. I can't wait for all you to these come back vaccines. And come with all your better stories. be worth it. it. Better have been worth all them goddamn picks and prizes and pokes. <laughs> Putting all that shit in my body. <laughs> anyway, my church announcements are that I have been so uh, graciously invited to speak on the panel um, with Kiss and Tell Live in NYC, which is a really dope live panel event about love, relationships, and different things that affect the LGBT community. Um, the panel is taking place on November 20th, which is this Friday at 6 p.m. at the Center uh, on 13th Street in New York. You can RSVP at jacebaron.com. That's J-A-Y-C-E-B-A-R-O-N.com. And the hashtag is Kiss and Tell NYC. And anybody that knows me knows that I love 
talking about relationships Yay. and the dynamics of people. I love the way that people operate together. It's just fascinating to me. It always has been. I probably should have went into psychiatry, psychology, something like that. But, right. you know. Next I lifetime. This yeah. is much more fun. <laughs> so yeah, but I'm really excited about that. Once again, that's Kiss and Tell Live, New York City, this Friday, November 20th. You can RSVP at jacebaron.com. The flyers are all over, um, and so I'm really excited, you guys. Yay. It's gonna be a good look. Awesome. And also, I would love to give a shout out to the Block Conference um, that I was super honored to speak at this past weekend at NYU yes. Law. Yay. It was a great Based experience. That, Thank I you I so much. Come to that. Thank you. Because I've actually seen those people. Like somebody uh, told me to look into them a while back, and I, that's awesome. It's that you dope. With them. Yeah. Thank you. It was a great opportunity. So I'm really excited about that. And that is it. Um, oh wait, well, really I'm, I'm fast. grateful for that. Yay. Thank you. Really fast, I do have one church announcement to make. Yes. Um, I have been working on <laughs> Hey Samir uh, Shout out to our engineer Samir that was just in here Fucking with us Yes, Thank God for Samir um, So I'm starting a business and I briefly Mentioned it on the show before and I got a, a lot Of email hits I emailed Everybody back I believe If you are still trying to get in contact with me Because there were some messages like on the friends on Facebook That I saw um, you can email me personally at heyasante at gmail.com And we can talk more about it it's H-E-Y-A-S-S-A-N-T-E at gmail.com um i briefly mentioned this on the show like a shit ton of people reached out to me i'm already working with five people i want to fit everybody in but i don't know if i can because uh, the five people that are so awesome that i'm working with are asking so much of me i'm really excited to work with entrepreneurs um startups anybody that wants to extend themselves to me so if you're doing anything online offline you want to change your life hit me up we can talk uh i just want to make I want to be like a friend for some people's lives, but like on a oh. different front. I'm not trying to sell you nothing that I can't do. Um, whatever, whatever I am trying to sell you, it's not expensive. So just hit me up. I'm not trying to send y'all no vacuum cleaners or no bullshit. So yeah. No, <laughs> no Herbalife. No Herbalife. Oh my God. The I was shade. on the bus the other day and, mm-hmm, and these mm-hmm. two Spanish women had on Herbalife pins, but one of them was like, yo, yo, Herbalife. Oh, yo, heart Herbalife. No. I was like, they got the Spaniards. In no. Spanish, I like an I heart Jesus, bro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I was like, Herbalife is moving to the Spanish market. That's they done for with the blacks. longest time. They done with the blacks. For the longest time, I really thought, before I knew what Herbalife was, I really thought that Herbalife made cigarettes. For the longest time, I, it sounds it sound, oh, like it sound, herbal life. Like, like it sounds, t- it just sounds mm. like a healthy cigarette. Like That's people like gotcha, gotcha. Herbal, herbal life one hundred. And a, give me a soft pack of them herbal life one hundred. Like it's like cigarettes, <laughs> it's right? All right. Man, grab me the case Soft, of Herbalife, oh, Herbalife at the top. Herbalife, with the cigarette hanging out. Herbalife 100. You, pack, you packing it. You hit tapping the pack in your hand. Herbalife 100. I don't know. You Woo! guys. We so love that's you it. so much. Bye, guys. Thank Kick you guys it for later. listening. Holla. See you next week. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.